My brothers and sisters, this great feast of Corpus Christi is, a, I think, a great opportunity for us to reflect on a few things. I'd like to first take the gospel and reflect a little bit on that. And then I want to leave you with a question. It's a question because I don't have the answer. Maybe you do. But I think together we need to figure it out. First, each of the evangelists described this event. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It's the only miracle where all four of the evangelists talk about it. So it must have left quite an impression on them. The feeding of the 5,000. Secondly, in Mark's gospel especially, but in John, it says he looked at the crowd with compassion. Hmm. What do you think about that? He looked at the crowd with compassion. That's very consoling, I think. When we come here each Sunday, that's what your pastor does. I look with compassion. Why? The word means cum passio, to feel with, to suffer with. You and I have had incredible moments in our lives. But we've had difficult moments as well. Moments that are moments of struggle and pain and loss. There's so many things going on in this world. One of the things that breaks my heart right now, I don't know if you're thinking about it, but it's Jerusalem. It says, get praised from the city of Jerusalem. Jerusalem is a mess. It's a mess. The struggle that's going on in that city right now is just God-awful. The great city of David, the city of God. So we look, my brothers and sisters, each week with compassion. Not with judgment. We are far, far, far from judgment. We look with compassion. That's why Francis is so important right now for us. We need to continue to pray for that man. Back in the hospital again this week, God bless him. I don't care how many times he goes to the hospital, as long as he keeps living. <laughs> God bless him. Because he looks at us, his people, his church, with compassion. His words are always compassionate. Always caring, always loving, following the example of the Master. Our Lord only, listen to this, folks, He only looks at us with compassion. I hope we believe that. And then the second thought, I only have three today, I'm not going to be too long. 
He talks about the disciples who say, we've only got a few fish and a few loaves of bread. We can't feed 5,000 people. Do you want us to go out and buy a Big Mac for every one of them? He said, no. Feed them yourselves. And with what little they gave to our Lord to bless, it continued to be given over and over and over again. That's the second teaching. My brothers and sisters, our small, really kind of insignificant gifts that we give to our Lord are an abundance of blessing and continue over and over again. Look at the example of Mother Teresa. This little woman, she had no power, no authority, certainly no acumen. But somehow, she took what small little gifts she had and gave them over completely to our Lord. And what happened? Her community of religious people all over the world. But that's what happens. That's how it works. If we keep it, we lose it. If we give it to our Lord, saying, yes, I'm grateful for these gifts, but I give them over to you so that you may use them for your glory. They increase in abundance again and again and again. 35 years ago, I came to St. Monica. Now, I got to tell you, I wasn't very virtuous. And I really didn't want to give it over. I was holding on tight. But it was arrested from me. It was taken from me. And I had a moment after the first few years where I knew in my heart it was all going to be gone if I continued to do what I was doing. It'd be gone. And so by hook or by crook, our God took what little I had Look what's happened here. Brothers and sisters, this is a miracle. It's a miracle. I mean, let's face it. Look around. Communities, all kinds of communities are failing, dying. And we're flourishing. We're flourishing because of God's grace. Because he takes whatever little scrap we're willing to give. He blesses it. And turns it around. And it becomes this manifest blessing. 
of our God. I hope you believe that. To him be the glory. To him be the glory. If your pastor had continued on the path I was on, this place would be shuttered. Would have been. But it isn't. It's all his grace. Trust me. And then finally, I was thinking of a little story about a good pastor up in Malibu. His name was John Sheridan. Does anyone know John Sheridan? He was a character. <laughs> he came to dinner one night with Monsignor O'Flaherty. God rest him. Monsignor was a great man, but he was a tough guy. Whoa. And he turned to me and he said, Now, Lloyd, Ray's a little tough, but don't pay any attention to it. <laughs> he was just this, he was Francis before Francis. He had a largesse, big heart, great love. People flocked to Malibu because John Sheridan began always with compassion. We're all looking for that. He was at Mass. He said this. And right in the middle of Mass, he went over to the tabernacle. In those days, they had the Blessed Sacrament of the tabernacle. He didn't consecrate at, at the altar. And there was no key in the, in the tabernacle. Hmm. So they all searched for, in the sacristy for the key. It wasn't there. So he said, you know, I think I left it in the convent. I think I said Mass there the other day. I probably took it with me. And it's probably up there. Go on up to the convent. So they ran up to the convent wasn't there. Then he said, you know, probably in the rectory where I live, I have a little chair and a little place where I sit in the evening time, and I probably laid it right next to my chair. Go find it in there. Wasn't there. So he turned to the congregation that Sunday and said, guess what? No communion. Can't give you communion. Well, that week, of course, he got a letter, as we all do. <laughs> I get them pretty regularly, actually. <laughs> I deserve it, though. It's okay. It's, it's good for me to get a little kick every week. Kind of reminds me who I am. <laughs> I'm not asking for it, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and this person wrote to him and said, Dear Monsignor, Last Sunday, when we did not receive the Eucharist at Mass, I felt closer to Christ then than I ever have in my life. Because he said, I hungered for the Lord. I hungered for him. I just didn't, out of routine, receive him I hungered for it I felt so close to my Lord what a beautiful story he often told that John bless him he's in heaven my brothers and sisters I believe that's true I think oftentimes the Eucharist can be just routine for us 
come and we go. I certainly remember that when I started going to John McAnulty and he began to help me with the corrective in my life, that's when I came to hunger for the Eucharist. Why? Because I needed his mercy. I needed his forgiveness. I needed his love. And if you don't feel it, if you don't advert to it, I think it just becomes routine. So I guess my question I'm leaving you with is this. Do you think we have it right when we say you have to be perfect to receive the body and blood of Christ? What do you think about that? Do you think when our Lord fed the 5,000, he said, now are you in sin? Well, you can't receive the bread. You look good, you take the Eucharist. did our Lord give the Eucharist to at the Last Supper? To Judas! To Peter! What do you make of that? He did. My brothers and sisters, the Eucharist for the week... The Eucharist is for us. The Eucharist is the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, especially when we need his mercy, his forgiveness, and his love. That's when we hunger. That's when we seek it. That's when we say, my Lord and my God. Now, I would get in trouble if I told you what I really thought about that. But I want to leave that question. How do you figure that? I figure it by saying simply, our blessed Lord has come for all of us. Every one of us. And he wants us to love him. He seeks with the greatest of hunger to enter into our hearts and into our lives. No question. And he asks us simply to do the same. Isn't this a great feast? Wow. It knocks the socks off of me with compassion, taking the small little bits and pieces of our life and turning them into gold and believing with all our heart that when we hunger to receive him, That's the time 
when we're closest to our Lord. God bless you. Amen.